0: Hi, I'm George. I'm Dan. I'm Rick.
1: And And we are Queer Magnolias,
0: the podcast.
2: Each episode, we're going to talk about what it was like growing up gay in the South. The trials and the
0: tribulations. The joy and the struggle. And more importantly, how we became who we are today. Oh, honey, queer and fabulous. So come on in, y'all, and get comfortable, Shug. Kick off your shoes and sit a spell. And at the end of each episode, we're going to meet up out on the front porch for my favorite part of the podcast, Happy Hour.
1: Happy Hour.
0: So join us for an all-you-can-eat buffet of cutting
1: up, foolishness, and carano, always served with a heaping helping of sass, and that's, and that's a, a queer magnolias guarantee.
3: Welcome back, magnolias. Hi. You know we often talk about the positive light in the queer community here on our podcast. Well, I think it would be appropriate if we maybe delved a little bit into the negative aspect of our community and how that affects us entirely Mm. as, as queer people. You know, what I'm talking about is exclusion, not Mm. inclusion, Mm -hmm. how it affects us on a daily basis
1: within our own community. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that. You know, people, the gay community, the queer community paints itself as this big rainbow where everybody, everybody's welcome. There's a color for everybody. Everybody's welcome, and We're so open and mm-hmm. we're so open armed arm and so inclusive. But that's not really true. It's a goal for us, but I agree it's not true. Yeah, I mean. It's so often not true. I, exclusion, I feel like, is very much part of gay culture where we're like, well, this is for this sect of people and this is for the like, but you over here, you can't come and be part of this. You can't sit at our table.
2: Like, I, I saw it a lot in LA when I first arrived here many, many moons ago. Uh, in that Silver Lake uh, did not interact with West Hollywood, and there was a definite line between the, the two. And Silver Lake in Los Angeles is known as sort of the leather community, uh, whereas West Hollywood was really about the beautiful people. Right? Yeah, And so the two, never shall the two meet was kind of the, uh, I mean, I'm seeing a little bit of difference now, but back in the day
0: it was very, and we were just drunk in the valley.
2: <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could leave off in the valley and still, uh, well. it, it didn't matter where we
0: were, we were probably just drunk. <laughs> but still. So there's, there's a lot of, um, I, to me, there's a big difference between what you might want and what you might want to exclude. So I might be attracted to one type of person. Maybe I like green eyes. So green eyes is my bag. You know, you got green eyes. I'm I'm going to be into you 90%. Let's see about the rest of the 10%. There is a definite difference when you exclude somebody and say, oh, I don't want somebody with the green eyes. That's disgusting. That's gross. That is something that I've heard uh, it, being a gay man uh, for years. Oh, sure. Those things that we want to exclude. Like I said, when I started that, there's a preference. There's nothing wrong with having a preference. I cannot be... Some people would like to set me outside if I said, I only like someone with green eyes. That is my preference. But when I turn that into hate speech, and I say, that person is X because I don't want any part of it, that's exclusion, and that's not good. That's a bad thing. Agreed,
1: yeah. <laughs> completely.
2: I, I agree with that. I mean, I like things a little rougher than probably most people, um, but that doesn't mean that if you like, you know, flowers and chocolates and candlelit dinners and things like that, I'm not going to. Well, I probably would make fun of it for <laughs> that, but still. Uh, but uh, again, I'm not going to. For me, I'm not going to exclude you for that, but there are people who are like, you either have to be this way or you can't hang with us. You can't sit with us. And I've seen that quite a bit in our community. I would like
0: to say I've only seen it in younger people, but I've actually seen it in older gays as well, too. just as much. Mm -hmm. And sometimes more. not making fun of people my age, but sometimes we are a little more judgmental. Yeah. Say again. You're set in your ways. Set in our ways. You know, and I will say this because you touched on something, Rick. Every person at this table, and I would assume every person listening to us has had that moment in school where someone says, Oh, you can't sit with us. Yeah, yes. Okay. It starts at an early fucking yeah, of age. Of course. This isn't something and it's not just gay people. No. We get a lot of it. I find that, you know, we've had an episode on bullying. People on the outside of who I am might want to bully me. But we also have to look at things like social media apps or hookup apps to be specific. grinder, grows, gruff, puff, all these things. What happens is huff, well huff. You know, I just make that <laughs> up so, but, but you know see you see, you see that thing that says no fats, no femmes, no Asians, no blacks, no blah 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 right. That's hate speech, any way you picture it. That's not saying I prefer someone with green eyes. That's saying screw to people that are meet these categories, You know these. All types. Are welcome except this. Right, and don't talk to me. That is exclusion. It's a sad thing that it's really quite accepted in the gay community, or it has been. We're working not to be that way, but I've seen it for many years, a lot of years.
1: I remember. One of the first bars I went to in L.A. when I came here. Um, I, Any of you ever go to the probe on Highland? I remember,
0: but I think it closed right about the time I got here.
1: So it was one of those clubs that like every night was a different thing. Okay. You know, like every night was whatever. Like I used to go on, I think, Thursday or something because it was like goth night. Oh, nice. But on Saturday night was like the big gay night. Okay. And I remember going once with a friend and I was in drag and the bar, the doorman was like, oh, yeah, you can't come in. And, mm-hmm. I, and I was like, w- why? It was like, well, it, you know, it's a bunch of guys in underwear, the girls aren't allowed. I was like, well, I'm not a girl, I'm in drag. And he's like, well, then you definitely can't come in. Mm-hmm. And I was so shocked, like, that had never happened. Like, I was like, y- you, the way you look, you cannot come in here. Mm-hmm. This is not for you. You're not wanted. No. In your own, with among your own people. Uh, among all these gay people, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, the community.
3: Uh, yeah.
1: That must have really... It really did. Hurt. And my friend was like, sorry, I'm going in, it's underwear oh, night. Oh my god, it's yeah. you know, oh, even
3: yes. worse. No,
0: why? <laughs> Yeah, that, that's fucked up. Your friend went in without you. Yeah, It really is. is. I and it's also fucked up that it happened. Yes, well, it, yeah. totally yeah. agree. Totally agree. But yeah, your friend should have had your back.
3: Your friend excluded you even. Like, completely. Yes. Completely.
0: So there was a bar in Fort Lauderdale called Boots. Like yeah. you like you wear a Scoop boot boogie. You know, Boots, Boots McKay. Boots, <laughs> right. Boots McKay. <laughs> right. I like the feel you tried to explain well, that. Well, <laughs> right, I, I, I was... Just trying to make sure I pronounced it correctly. Boots. So, with a T. Right. It had been. Booted, not tooted. (laughs) Exactly. Call back. (laughs) It had been the bar at the outside of a bathhouse. And as years had gone on, the bathhouse had become defunct and they'd actually torn it down. And the only thing that was left was the bar. When it was a bathhouse, it was called Helen's Hole. And the reason was. The guy that ran it was always in drag. Okay. So, Bathhouse is gone, and now it's Boots. Well, Boots was a leather Levi bar. That makes sense with the name. I remember being there one night, and a drag queen tried to come in, and the whole bar just gasped, oh, my God, it's like the worst thing ever. Really? Why? I know why, because I know what was going on on the patio that was not uh, legal. It was a lot of fun on the patio, but they didn't want a drag queen there, just as the same as your experience going to probe. And I look back and I'm like, really? The place was called Helen's Hole. And the guy that owned it was Helen. Yeah. But all of a sudden, we wanted to turn it into something different. Right. And so we got a whole new persona. I found the same thing with the bear community for many years. If you weren't hairy or chasing after a hairy person, you, won't, you weren't wanted. Right. And I'm like, wow. So two points to that. Yes. First, first of all,
2: I vote that we bring back Helen's Hole.
0: I agree.
2: <laughs> Somebody needs
1: to make a cocktail. And make oh! Helen's hole. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yes. Next time we're going to have Helen's Hole.
2: Uh, ooh, I have a story to go with that. No. Um, <laughs> secondly, I've actually seen that as well as a bartender. I've seen some of the older gays be very anti-lesbian when lesbians would come into uh, a gay bar uh, for whatever reason to hang out. Uh, To the point where their vocal and the vitriol coming out of their mouths was uh, so bad I had asked them to leave. Uh, Good for you. you. And It was was shocking to me that that was happening in, in this day and age. Granted, I wasn't a bartender last week. It was a few years ago, but it was shocking to see that In a community that is supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, that has been been through the struggle that we've been through and come through all all the strife and the, the issues that we've had just from the straight community, to
0: do that within our own community, to me, was shocking to see. And I'm going to ask you to also tell the exact opposite, because you were a bartender at a lesbian bar, and how was the reaction there? So...
2: The lesbians in general I got along with, it was the owners that I had issues with. I felt the only reason I had uh, at the time, um, a kind of a following and of people that would follow me who would also follow a karaoke show that I was really good friends with the, uh, the guy who did the show. And so they asked us to come in to bring all this business in and I felt like, At the end of the day, we were never allowed to count out our, our drawers. They counted, uh, the drawers out. That's never been, it's never been the case in my entire Mm bartending career except here. And I don't know it was done for every employee, just the male ones. Uh, and so every morning I would get some kind of text message from them that my drawer was short and not like $2 short, like $50 short, $75 short. And I was like, this is not, this can't, be happening. Number one, you use a very old machine, so I don't know how uh, you, you punch buttons like the old Kmart registers. <laughs> um, and it was like, number two, you don't let me count out my drawer, so you can make up any Yeah, I don't believe you anything want, you're right. saying. Exactly. Exactly. And I was like, you're trying to make me into your Patsy, and honey, I'm a much better Adina. Uh, so
0: I,
3: was,
2: I, was, I was out of there. And probably
3: Can they uh, do that legally?
0: I thought you're supposed to count know. your own. So, so the thing is Pat. yeah, legally they can. The thing is if they ask you to repay it, that part's illegal. That's not, yeah. Right. Because they no. can yeah, you have to be yeah. able to Well
2: they do. never did that. I always no. got the feeling they were just they were, uh, they were they uh, were setting it up so that they could get the business and then let the male bartenders go
0: when oh, the time as soon as, came. As, yeah. Well, and I didn't feel comfortable there. Uh, I remember going because somebody was but having it, a birthday uh, me, party and the staff did not make me feel welcome at all.
2: It was rare that they did, but I want to kind of go back and qualify what I said. It was... Uh, I was not the only male bartender who was coming up short. There were yes, three yeah. of us, I think, that, um, were there. Now, the females were old time bartenders that have been there for a long, very long time. I didn't feel comfortable having that conversation with them, but I definitely had the conversation with the, uh, with the other new male bartenders, the, th- the three of us, and all of them were experiencing the same thing. And it just felt like a setup to me.
1: Was this?
0: Yes. It was, yes. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: It's gone, yeah, long it's gone.
0: gone, and I didn't. I didn't call it out to begin with. Not that I'm afraid, but no, you are absolutely right. I felt very uncomfortable there, uh, even when I went at not Rick, but another bartender, Max, had invited me because somebody was having a birthday party, and I did not feel comfortable there. Like, why are you here? I drink. See, exclusion. Really fucking mm-hmm. bar. Exclusion. It's, exclusion, it's part
1: of the gay col- the yeah, queer culture.
3: And you know that it just makes me think where does it come from? Like where does that start? I mean, I feel like especially within the queer community, you know you're different. Right. Pretty much mm-hmm. from the get go. Right.
1: You're already excluded from the majority of society. And That's you spend
3: true. you spend a good part of your
1: life trying
3: to find your tribe, trying to find <laughs> those people that are going to accept who you mm-hmm. are. And then you do find those people and you look the same, you act the same, you are and then somebody else who's kind of on the outside decides to come in and wants to be to a be part included, of it as well, right? To be included. To be included in it, and and I guess that's where the the deviation happens. It's like you've had these people that are us in our community, and and that could go for anyone. You're we trying to find yourself, and then all of a sudden, someone that doesn't look or act the same is going to come in and say, "Well, I'm part of this too," but you're not because. Well that's that's what got you to that point in the first place.
1: I also wonder if there's something in that what you just said Jake about when you go and find your you find your tribe and then you find these people and you all look the same and you all dress the same and you all talk the same and you all go to the same gym and you all have the same six pack cuz you work really hard to look just like to fit in to look just like all the rest of them and then somebody else comes along and they're like I want to join well, you don't look like us and you haven't put them in the work. Where's your six-pack? Yeah. You know, so I think there's part of that too. Like it's like well, you don't deserve it because you haven't put in the work to be one of us yet.
0: And I also think that, paid to do's. Or, or paid you to do. That's, to dues. that's mm-hmm. right. I also think that, you know, a lot of people, not everyone, but sadly, quite a few people want to to make themselves feel better by putting someone else Oh, outside. 100%. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's slight bullying. It's not It's not necessarily overt bullying, but I'm better than you because of this or of that. Mm -hmm. And what happens is if there's a moment, if we're all bicycle riders, except one person who's a roller skater, maybe we just want to be a bicycle club. But do we have to throw out the roller skater? There's nothing wrong with having a tribe of your own that looks like you. But when you turn the fact that we're all here and you're not one of us, that becomes very, very negative. And it's it's yes, people can be different. I totally get it. But we all have a journey to go on no matter where we fit in a queer spectrum or not. And it's important to realize that sometimes a straight person comes into a gay bar and that straight person is neither welcomed nor wanted. If we do that to straight people, how can we say, oh, well, look what that straight person did to me if we're doing the same thing? That's very surface. I've seen that, too, as a, as a bartender. But I've seen it a lot. You know,
2: it's like... so. That- I will say, I will admit to being exclusionary in one regard. Same here. Drunk people. uh, Like, Shit,
0: and I just took a swig.
2: (laughs) No, but overtly drunk. Like, way too drunk. Should not have been served the last cocktail drunk. And that is something I know, Danny, you know this. We've been out times where... They get to the point where they're they're very intoxicated and they're very handsy and very clingy and they won't leave you alone and they keep hugging on you and you keep crowding you into a corner and that's happened to me on so many occasions that I just don't tolerate it anymore. I'm like, you you drink too much, get get out of my face. I don't want to be around you. So
0: that brings up something,
2: that, but I don't know if that's oh, exclusionary. So, no, Sorry. no, I Sorry. Actually, so, so I
0: so yeah. that brings up something that's very important to me: healthy boundaries. So. You know, when we talk about exclusion, there are people we have to exclude. That person who's too drunk or too handsy or too familiar or who tells your story to everyone who will listen, Mm -hmm. whether they're drunk or sober. Those people we have to exclude for a healthy and happy life. Sometimes we have to say, "Okay, this person is toxic. Toxicity needs to be excluded or pulled out. Great point. Because there are times... I've I've been to some places in my life that I've had a really good time. But I've also been to places that everyone there was having a good time except one person. And that one person tries to injure everyone else because it's not that they don't feel included. They specifically went to cause problems. That part we have to call out and say, I exclude you. This is not healthy for me. You're trying to take away from me. And I do sometimes, I might give a slight pass, not a big one, to older gay people who might have seen that in their past. But we all have the internet. We have books to read. We have friends to smack us in the back of the head and start, say, stop being
3: stupid. We've got to learn and to practice better. And, you know, it's it, it makes me think of uh, a pride that we went to here in West Hollywood, Georgia, and we went to. Um, I remember walking... It's So, there's that part where you... Get, it's almost always on La Cienega where you're walking up to the pride where you get that group of... I'm just going to say it, They're Christians. They're yeah, in the haters. Bible hate. thumpers mm-hmm. and and thumpers.
0: haters. Absolutely.
3: And they're always there. Yes, because they ain't got anything better to do. And at this point, we've almost accepted the fact... That they're going to be, be there. That they're going to be there. We've included them. To, oh, I mean, past... Friday, like, look, there they are. Nah, we know they're going to be like... May they are Damn queers, damn, you know, all you're that. You're going to hell. Exactly. I do remember... It wasn't about them. I remember passing by one pride and seeing a group of people that were trying to be included as well. That I don't think that I agree with, and it was a group of lovers of animals. And I'm not talking about PETA. Mm -mm. I'm talking about about people that are in love Mm -hmm. with animals, bestiality. Yeah, and they are coming to Pride rally. They're coming to pride to be included. Now, at what point do we decide that exclusion is necessary? Oh, shit. That's deep, dude. I, nev- I always think about that because I was like, this guy, I, I didn't even know how to feel because I'm like, I, I felt bad because he's reaching out to people that are inclusive. But at the same time, he's trying to hit this note that ain't nobody going to fucking sing. So, here's here's, here's something was, about that. That was put well, Jake.
0: It really was. So, <laughs> he, here's the thing about that that really bothers me so greatly is an animal cannot say yes in this situation. So, I don't want someone there who – I I can't include people who are rapists. I'm sorry. I cannot. Right, right, exactly. So, I cannot. Pedophiles. I can't. No pedophiles. I can't. Uh, bestiality. That's in, a, great point, though, Danny.
2: Consent is mandatory
0: it's yeah. mandatory and and i think that's the line yes i do i do and and if we look at exclusion and we we go into a situation where we're excluded i can't accept that because really now if i'm doing something with someone that cannot agree or consent then i should be excluded there there is there is Something about being informed and moving the ball forward. Yeah.
3: Wow, though, that's deep. <laughs> no, just, wow. Oh, we, just, <laughs> we just went down a hole. <laughs> I just have always thought of that because it, it, was, it was a celebration, you know. We're like, we're going to pride. We're going to have a good time. And then there's this person who's desperately trying to be their person. But I'm like... I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm this it was just such a strange juxtaposition. So I, in the I, middle never, of pride, yeah. But somebody. I also never,
0: I never underestimate people who do things. So if someone had welcomed the men, I'm never sure whether there's a TV camera right. behind yeah. the bushes trying an to say, "Oh, look at hair. those, look is, at this queer community yeah. accepting bestiality." We is told you this is motive, what they right. do, of course. and of course. that so. So what I find is that there are just so many people that can be
3: included. What. Well, I agree. And what with What a that. beautiful thing to include somebody. And, well, and you, go, take Sorry, sorry. And I've done it twice. A but I, you know, as a bi bisexual man, I've definitely felt. I mean, it it took me a long time just to say that comfortably and be okay with that because of. And I brought this up in previous podcasts. Um, that yeah, I definitely felt excluded. Uh, I mean, and that has like psychological effects on the individual. Like when you when you go, it's just like being neglected by a parent you know you go to this source that is supposed to be the source of your understanding and when you get there they say no no no, that's <laughs> not that's, you it's not, not you mind. it's not even possible then what do you do you know how do you how do you move forward and i feel like that's the kind of exclusion i definitely felt within so, the community
0: yeah i so two things about that if i may speak to it sorry um one you have to keep looking because it's important the first no we get in life is not a final word you if if this these people are exclusive try another group right you know until you find a group of
3: people well that's hard because we don't say anymore we don't just say gay or lesbian or bi we're all lgbtq that's right you know, we all should all be together. right <laughs> and rick i think you were trying to
2: and so yeah i wanted to talk about something uh from inside the gay community that is exclusionary that makes me absolutely furious when I see it happening is ageism.
3: oh yeah oh yeah uh,
2: I have such a special place in my heart for our senior LGBTQ uh, community and to see them be excluded by especially younger people who are sort of feel like after 30 there is no uh, no life in the gay community whatsoever it's such a short-sighted point of view because these people have experienced something that they were at the forefront of something that you'll never know in your life and you should talk to these people hear their stories and hear what they're saying because they were there for the first fight
1: hundred percent and
2: that it's it just it makes me furious when I see people sort of shudder them away and like they're they're nothing you know I get fired up about that shit but anyway
1: I agree with you and I wanted to bring up the point that I think and I don't maybe maybe this is dying out I don't know but it used to be so common and so accepted and even like applauded to be mean to be a mean gay you know and I think this is very much in the cisgendered gay male scene Mm -hmm. um and that's where and I feel like that's where a lot of exclusion would come in, where it was like, "Oh, the whole you can't sit with us because it's funny." Your friends would Kiki or whatever. That's like, "Oh, you know, because you're so mean." And I hope that that's dying out. I don't know that it is, but it's. And you know, when there's and from that comes all that judgment, because yeah. we all we all talk about where we can be judgy queens, and we really can. Um, but then when you take it to the next level, where you're just mean.
0: I I think in so many ways with people who are older than I am, I think that when they were first coming out, that type of cutting that funny. Yeah. I think that was a way to protect themselves, you know? And I think that sadly, what comes along with that sometimes is exclusion where we say, Oh, ha, ha, ha. no, you can't sit with those. right." there. Gosh, there's a movie and it's in the back of so my mind. I can't it's
2: probably remember. what I'm thinking of. So for me, When you say that, George, I think about the movie The Boys in the Band. Uh, And what I think about most is uh, that, and I had to just look up and make sure I've got the characters right here, Harold from The Boys Mm -hmm. in the Band is that bitter, acidic, vitriol queen that comes in about halfway through. And every single comment out of his mouth is meant to cut uh, and to maim and to harm in some way but then you go to the other characters in particular Emery is who i'm thinking about who can say the same thing that harold is saying but he does it in such a way that it comes off as okay this is just you being uh, cute and clean um, and, and fun right, and yeah. all of that and it's such an interesting portrayal of two characters doing the same thing but Getting different results. And I think it's a great sort of uh, great exercise to put the two of them together. And so I think that a lot of it comes down to sort of these, um, these, these, what's the word I'm looking for? These subtlety, the subtleness of how you say things and where it's coming from. The
0: inflection. (laughs) So I did a stage reading and I played Harold. So completely not Harold. But one of his lines is, Yes, I'm a Puck, Mark,
2: uh, Pock Pock Mark, Pock mark two. Two. Uh, fairy,
0: and yeah, but he gets he gets into this, and what you see is he has no love for himself. Mm-hmm. Something we talked about in the le- last episode that you have to love yourself. Yeah. And I think a lot of times exclusion, making fun of other people comes from the fact that you don't love yourself. It's not an easy fix. If you don't love yourself, you don't love yourself. And you're going to find a tribe that will
3: exclude other people. And that resurface is exactly what I wanted to bring up again. I think people are excluded so much that once they find comfort, whatever that comfort is, and whether, that could, and whether that's being good to other people or not being good at other people, once they find that comfort, they start to exclude people as well because they build a wall around them, right? It keeps you safe. You're like, I found this safe space. I found this place where I can exist in my own version of happiness. So now I'm going to push
1: away. And I think, I wonder if some of that comes from, we can't, I finally found my place, but if other people come in, maybe I'm going to get pushed out. Yes, Mm -hmm.
0: yes, precisely. I think that 100%. I think people think, oh, well, here's my little circle. But there couldn't possibly be room for one more. And if I let someone else in, it might push me out. And I'm like, yeah, it should work just the opposite. The circle should just simply get larger. Yeah. Yeah. I find that I'm very happy with visibility. I'm happy with the fact that people say I am... X, I'm bisexual, I'm straight, I'm gay, I'm transgender, I'm a lesbian, whatever that is. And I'm loving it when people I'm usually claim. just hungry, but still. You're what? I'm usually just hungry, but okay. <laughs> but I love it when people re- uh, take their representation and they put it out there. Because it gives me a chance to love more people and to expand my mind to perhaps accept someone maybe I wouldn't accept before.
3: Being being more transparent, definitely, it's easier. Obviously, it, if things are opaque, you can't see them. But having you know transparent lenses, it's going to lend to
1: understanding people more. Do you think there's a parallel between exclusion and physical beauty? Often, yes. I think it. Oh yeah. And I think definitely. it.
0: Sadly, I think it almost has to be. Mm-hmm. We are we are pushed into seeing beauty magazines tv movies everything is about beauty right we see this we have parents who say oh look at my daughter she's a beauty queen look at my son he's voted most handsome voted have you noticed how in fucking school we voted voted you know best personality that is an accolade which is really nice but that goes in the yearbook Trust me when I tell you some of the people in my yearbooks, they ain't none of that at this age. I'm like, oh, mm -mm. mm-mm.
2: I'm going to go back to something I said earlier in the conversation uh, about um, West Hollywood being the group of uh, the beautiful people. Sure. And when I first arrived in L.A., that was my impression of it. And I thought, oh, do I want to live in West Hollywood? And I actually did consider it when I was trying to find a place to live. And what I felt was... Because everyone in West Hollywood was part of this clique, and a lot of people told me, "In moving to LA, just be careful because uh, there there is a group of people in LA that don't uh, that are not going to accept you. You have to look a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain thing, all of this stuff." And I maybe it set me up to look for it a little more acutely. But when I first came to LA, I actually avoided West Hollywood because of the beautiful people per se. Uh, And I do see those are the people that spend four hours a day in the gym. Those are the people that eat leaf lettuce all day long. (laughs) Carrot. Exactly. So I, I definitely see that set of people, but I am proud of the fact now, so many years later, that I didn't
1: become one of those people. And I do I, oh. think that I'm sorry, Jacob, I was gonna say, I feel like that that group that and I know what you're talking about. It's that early 2000s, late 90s, West Hollywood, very the Abbey, mm-hmm. very, but I feel like West Hollywood is very different now. Like it is, it is much more diverse. I agree. Mm-hmm. It
2: is very different these days than it was when I first got here. But that was my experience in the beginning. And I'm very I'm very proud of the fact now that um, I struggled with it a lot in the early days, but I'm proud of the fact now that I avoided it
3: well I, I think in the name you keep saying it's in West Hollywood I, I mean it, being in the industry being in the industry here do you think that has to do with Hollywood in general and being well
2: that, that's the- a whole other that's a whole other set of people and I was gonna say earlier too as being part of the industry uh, you know the successful people are usually the ones who look right. act walk talk a certain way right. and it's all usually within a uh, you know 10 degrees of one another one right. way or the other um, It and, just
3: amplifies in West Hollywood through the queer community right. especially mm-hmm. the gay community because well it's West Hollywood
0: <laughs> right. Okay so let's talk about objectifying youth and beauty I mean I've been in places where a person who's not with a perfect body gets up to dance and I hear half the bar Oh, uh, yeah. not, not necessarily boo but, but, oh, Really? And those and people aren't that pretty either. No. They're that's exactly judgy. it. It's, you know, I find I find people my age often objectify beauty because they want something from it, they miss their youth or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like we never objectify ugly, and I mean that sincerely. So what part do we play in objectifying youth and beauty in our culture? So I read a book recently.
2: Uh, so I know. It, it had pictures. It had I, pictures. Know. I know it had pictures. How many? Pictures? It was one of those golden books.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> 19 pages. It was awesome. I got
0: through the whole thing in
2: one weekend. And just as many words. It <laughs> <That> was <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> no, I just read uh, Miss Memory Lane, which is Colton Haynes' memoir about growing up uh, in the Midwest and his journey to uh, you know through New York and coming to Holly uh, Hollywood and his experience with all of that and a lot of what you hit on in terms of beauty is something he talks about a great deal and it was actually I re- I really recommend if you haven't read the book go read the book it was it was so profound to me and a lot of what he talked about and how his experiences growing up, it really, that book lived with me for days after I finished it. I highly recommend it. But one of the things he talks about is that how he knew at a very young age he could get anything he wanted based on how he looked. And every single interaction and relationship he had up until, uh, you know, a very uh, turning point in his life was based on I know if I act a certain way, I do a certain thing, I can actually get anything I want from this person that's in front of me. And it's exactly what you said. It was, he was being objectified in that way. And he, and it's how he used that to get what he it's wanted, where he wanted to go. All of that. It's, it's pretty amazing story. I do have to say highly recommend it. Anyway,
3: what's the name of the book again?
2: It's called Miss memory lane. Like Colton Haynes. Okay. And you'll know him from Teen Wolf. And, um, also from the upcoming Teen Wolf movie. Not plug. I don't have anything to do with the movie. I'm just saying.
3: (laughs) Well, I think, you know, this... Also from Arrow. I like the... This conversation could probably go on and on and on, but I feel like we should kind of round it out at some point. Um, Is there anything that we wanted to touch on?
1: I think you're right. I think, actually, we should just have a whole conversation about youth. Yeah. I I feel like that's that's... Cause there's so much that that you go into that. What's a (laughs) youth? You know, and and something that has been setting with me
0: a lot lately mentally is, um, do we help youth? Do we help seniors? What can Dan do? I, I feel so often that I'm supportive vocally but not sure that I'm supportive. Oh honey, your credit card is
2: helping me,
0: girl. <laughs> oh absolutely. And I don't think it's going to change either. Hmm? But I do think that we have we as a community have a responsibility to look and say, is there something more I could be doing? Um George works at the center, exactly. and one of the things I know they have both a youth um,
2: program yeah, and, and a senior program. housing program. for both.
0: And so, it's, yes. um, I you know, thank goodness for that. And we're not the and only city, now that' is out, the biggest. So now
2: that we're coming out of the pandemic, there will be a lot more opportunities to get involved. Well, in and
3: there always has. They have a huge volunteer program. If I wasn't so busy all the time, I would be doing a lot more. I was involved in Pride Pantry a few times. Um, which came out specifically for because of the pandemic mm. to help mm-hmm. feed to help popcorn feed the children exactly people with food insecurities yeah exactly and, it, it, and the thing about it the beauty of the center is nobody was excluded no it didn't matter away. if you were right. it, it didn't actually matter you didn't have to fit a criteria to pick up food they're just like are you hungry do you need something here you go just come yeah, here at this time wonderful and whatever food. we've got we gotta give to you and it, when it runs out and runs out
2: Yeah. And I, at the center, have done, uh, the senior holiday meals, uh, programs and things like that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a minimal investment on our side that means so much on the other side.
3: And it feels great when you're doing it. You're there, everyone, it's like, uh, um, I guess it's kind of like going to church, if you will, because everyone there has the same mindset. You all are going there to help.
2: To help I, I thought there. you were yes. gonna say you're all going to hell. That's yeah. my turn.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going you're going there with with the direct mentality that everyone else is and when you have that same vibe and everyone's on the same level that is an incredible and powerful moment as a human being
1: absolutely absolutely I think that you know volunteering really is making a deposit into your own soul yeah you
3: know yes. honey you get back so much more you do and that is how you can break exclusion. I agree. Right, B it's one of the job. ways.
0: Certainly will get us a lot further in life. Absolutely. Well, I think, I think we've covered the dirt. I think we, we've exactly. pulled it out from under the rug and exposed exactly. it. Exactly. Before we wrap up, I want
2: to end it with if you play one, a song, I'm going to reach across this play, table. Play a song, uh, we are the world. Okay. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Uh, Actually, one good thing. I want to hear one good thing that's happened to each of you this week. All right? Start with Danny. One good thing.
0: I woke up each morning.
2: George?
1: Oh, you're so difficult. Um, I made a new friend. Oh, great. Jake? I
3: was at the orientation of a very new, important job, and that is going to be the path on a whole other part of my life. That's fantastic. Yay.
2: And Rick? Well, for me, I actually was able to help somebody get over the hump with something that's been very stressful for them. Uh, By listening and being there, it didn't take a lot of effort. It just took some listening. And that person called me out on it after the fact and said, if you'd not listened, I don't know where I'd be. And so I was happy to hear that.
0: That's beautiful.
2: That is. All right. Now for the
0: the audience. Yes. So we'd like to know two things, how you've been excluded. And if you've been excluded, that's one. And number two, what you do to include. I love that.
3: I absolutely love that. And uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. And if you want to be included, you can find us at queer Magnolias on Twitter. Yes, Nice segue. And at queer Magnolias podcasts on Instagram and Facebook. We would love to hear your comments and your feedback. Please, you can listen to us on Spotify, iHeart, and Apple Podcasts. Anywhere else you find your podcast, please open up your ears. See you soon. Bye, y'all.
0: Bye.